Welcome to Reverse Reset Restore, the show dedicated to empowering transformation. I'm your host Sally and today we are embarking on a journey of self-discovery and renewal. In all our episodes we explore the art of reversing limiting beliefs, resetting our thought patterns and ultimately restoring our health both physically and mentally. Join me as we uncover the tools, stories and strategies that will guide you on your path to a healthier, more vibrant you. Change comes from within. Today, I want to talk about a subject I think we can all relate to, loneliness. Now you may be thinking, why bring up loneliness coming into the holiday season? Because even though it's supposed to be the season for merriment and peace and celebrating with family and friends, the stark reality is that for many of us, life is not a holiday movie all jingle bells and carols. In fact, the holidays tend to be one of the most stressful times of the year. If those struggling with loneliness, it often highlights those feelings of isolation and being separate from others. I've got to say that while I've been fortunate to live in a number of countries from the age of 18, the holidays have always been a bit tough. There were a couple of years where I had friends invite me to be a part of their celebrations, but mostly I've spent a good portion of them on my own or putting on orphans Christmases for others who, like me, have no one or nowhere else to go. The beauty of being someone who has travelled and lived abroad is that you get this understanding of how isolating holiday celebrations can be in a way that those who haven't moved away from friends and family do not. So I want to acknowledge that this time of year can be particularly brutal, especially for people who are on their own, whatever the circumstances may be. Outside of the holidays, loneliness is obviously a feeling or a situation that can be a part of our life at any time of the year. So how do we define it? Well, that may seem obvious, but loneliness is a subjective emotional state characterized by a feeling of isolation or a lack of social connection. It's not solely about being physically alone, but rather about perceiving a deficit in the quality or quantity of one's social relationships. COVID-19 is probably a great example of how loneliness played a huge role in people's lives. The pandemic was an eye-opener for people who hadn't experienced loneliness before, or at least not on the level that so many others have. For people who lived alone, cut off physically from others due to lockdowns and service shutdowns, etc. This way of life that we all lived for over two years created chasms between each other. Yes, the danger seems to have passed, but we are still living in other forms of epidemics. And loneliness is one of them. So if we refer to the definition of loneliness, you might recognize these for yourself. I know it certainly resonated with me, feeling alone, even in a room full of other people, feeling disconnected from friends and family or colleagues. When I've been depressed, these feelings are amplified. And this type of loneliness is different than the social isolation, like what we experienced collectively during the pandemic, that objective lack of social contact. For sufferers of loneliness, it's much more a subjective feeling of being alone or disconnected, not because of circumstances or lived experiences. I think most of us, if not all of us, have experienced both social isolation and loneliness, 
but the two are not mutually exclusive. Ironically, we are not alone in our feelings of loneliness. What are the impacts of loneliness? Well, besides social isolation or feelings of separateness, loneliness can have cognitive impacts. It can drive behaviors. There may be cultural implications and health consequences. You might be surprised to discover that there is a significant body of scientific research on loneliness. Loneliness is a complex and multifaceted emotional and psychological state, and it's been the subject of study in various fields, including psychology, sociology, neuroscience, and public health. Researchers have explored its causes, the effects, and potential interventions. Some key areas of research on loneliness include psychological and emotional aspects. Studies have delved into the emotional and psychological aspects of loneliness, such as how it is defined, measured, and experienced by individuals. Social isolation versus loneliness. As previously mentioned, researchers distinguish between social isolation, objective lack of social contact, and loneliness, subjective feeling of being alone or disconnected. They study the relationship between the two and how each affects well-being. Health consequences. Loneliness has been linked to a range of negative health outcomes, including increased risk of mental health issues like depression and anxiety, as well as physical health problems such as heart disease and compromised immune function. Cognitive and behavioral effects. Studies have examined how loneliness can influence cognitive functioning, decision making and behavior. It can impact social interactions, making individuals more sensitive to social cues and affecting their social skills. Social support and interventions. Researchers looked at the role of social support in alleviating loneliness and the effectiveness of interventions and programs aimed at reducing loneliness, such as group therapy, community activities and digital interventions. Biological and neurological aspects. Neuroscience research has explored the neurological mechanisms underlying loneliness, including its effect on the brain and neuroendocrine systems. Epidemiological studies. Large-scale studies have been conducted to assess the prevalence and demographic patterns of loneliness in different populations. Cultural and societal factors. Researchers have examined how cultural and societal factors can influence loneliness as social norms and expectations can vary across different cultures. Technology and social media. With the rise of technology and social media, there has been research into how these platforms can impact loneliness. While they can help connect people, they can also lead to feelings of isolation and loneliness. Did you know that you can actually measure your feelings of loneliness? The UCLA Loneliness Scale, or UCLA is the University of California, Los Angeles, asks you to rate 20 questions to score your level of loneliness and feelings of social loneliness. The idea is that you answer each question with an O, I often feel this way, an S, I sometimes feel this way, an R, I rarely feel this way, or with an N, I never feel this way. Here's five of the 20 questions to get you started. Remember to answer each question with how you feel, whether it's often, sometimes, rarely, or never. I feel as if nobody really understands me. It is difficult for me to make friends. My social relationships are superficial. 
People are around me, but not with me. My interests and ideas are not shared by those around me. Great, you've started. Let's continue with that momentum. I've included a link to the scale and the 20 questions in the show notes and highly recommend you take the time to go through the remaining questions for yourself. It's kind of an effective way to gauge where you are at in your thinking and belief system right now about yourself and your place in the world. If you're feeling good, you'll likely score quite low. If you're not feeling mentally strong or well, then you might find yourself scoring quite high. The higher you score, for example, if you find yourself using O's I often feel this way the most, the more likely you are to be suffering from loneliness. If you score mostly N's or R's, you're probably dealing with the usual fleeting thoughts of loneliness that can affect us all. Obviously, I'm including the scale for you to have a look at and not to formally diagnose yourself. It allows you to look at how your thoughts, beliefs and behaviours may be influencing other areas of your life and exacerbating your feelings of loneliness. And although loneliness isn't classified as a distinct mental health disorder on its own, loneliness can potentially worsen or influence the outcome of concurrent mental health issues like anxiety disorders and depression. Individuals experiencing greater levels of loneliness would benefit from seeking assistance for their mental health through avenues like your GP, psychiatrists or counsellors. If you do this score and you are scoring really high, I really do encourage you to seek professional help. So we've touched on what loneliness is, the different types of research that is ongoing, and even the way to measure how lonely you may feel. Let's talk about what you can do about it. This podcast is all about giving you the autonomy, the power, the self-reliance to change your life. Because ultimately, no matter how good the support systems you might have in place are, the people who love you, the doctors or therapists you engage to assist you, none of that matters if you don't pull yourself up by the bootstraps, so to speak, and do the work. Change comes from within my loves, and that's what can make doing this work so hard and sucky. Because at some point, we have got to stop blaming others or making up excuses and recognize that we are responsible for our lives. Now, we may not be able to change the circumstances we find ourselves in, this is true, but we can change our responses to those situations and make different choices in the way we react. By choosing change, we effectively do change the circumstances. Because we take ownership for our part. That is empowerment in action. Overcoming loneliness is important for mental and emotional well-being. Here are 15 ways you can change the narrative in your life and shift the scales. Number one, seek professional help. As I previously mentioned, if loneliness is severely impacting your mental health, consider seeking help from a mental health professional, such as a therapist or a counsellor, who can provide support and strategies to address loneliness. Number two, build and maintain relationships. Make an effort to connect with friends, family or acquaintances. Strengthening existing relationships and creating new ones can combat feelings of isolation. If you've got yourself in a habit of waiting for others in your life to make the first move, stop it. That's your ego driving the situation. 
Stubbornness can be a terrific trait, but when it's isolating you or separating you from others, it's time to reflect on how you, as a responsible, fully-fledged adult, can also have some control in the situation. What is more important to you? Being justified in your resentments and refusing to make the first move? Or letting go of your ego's need to control and choosing to be the one to reach out to those you love and you know love you, but might just be a little slack about it? I know this because I have brothers. And if you have brothers, you probably know exactly what I mean. Number three, engage in social activities. Participate in social activities and group events that interest you. This could include joining clubs, hobby groups, sports teams, or doing some volunteer work. Again, don't hold yourself back. Don't use excuses of being an introvert or the pandemic or being too busy and then yet complain about being lonely or feeling lonely. The power to shift this lies in your hands. Be brave. Be tenacious and make engaging in the activities you love a priority in your life. Number four, use technology wisely. While technology can contribute to feelings of loneliness, it can also be a tool for connecting with others. Use social media, video calls and messaging apps to stay in touch with friends and loved ones. And if technology or social media in particular increases your feelings of isolation and loneliness, consider doing a digital detox or limiting your exposure. As I've discussed in the past, I try to avoid comment sections because they can create a lot of anxiety and unnecessary distress. I also generally don't watch TV news as this can have negative impacts for me. It's about choosing what you're going to allow in your life. Use technology to your advantage, not to your demise. Number five, self-compassion. Practice self-compassion by being kind to yourself. Recognize that loneliness is a common human experience and don't be too hard on yourself for feeling this way. Please don't beat yourself up and don't engage with the negative feelings for so long that you spiral. When you recognize you feel lonely, be gentle and loving and give yourself time to think about what might help you not feel this way. Number six, set realistic expectations. Avoid setting unrealistic expectations for social interactions. Not every interaction needs to be perfect and not everyone you meet will become a close friend. That's okay. When I was younger, I was desperately wanting to be liked by everybody. I had this insecurity that I needed everyone in the world to love me. And it's just never going to happen, right? As I grew up, I realized I don't actually like all the people I meet either necessarily. So I can't expect people to be in love with me and like me and think I'm all that if I don't actually reciprocate that to everybody else either. But you can be gentle and kind about acknowledging that. Number seven. Develop hobbies and interests. Pursue activities and hobbies that you enjoy. This can not only provide a sense of fulfillment, but it will also offer opportunities to meet like-minded people. Number eight, mindfulness and meditation. Mindfulness practices can help you become more aware of your emotions and reduce the distress associated with loneliness. Meditation and deep breathing exercises can also help manage stress. Number nine, physical activity. 
Regular exercise can have a positive impact on mood and mental health. We all know this. It's also a great way to meet people through group fitness classes or sports. Get involved in a team activity or go to a group fitness class of some kind that will get you interacting with other people who are also there for the same similar reasons of wanting to work out and feel better. You never know who you might meet. Number 10, pets. If your living situation allows, consider adopting a pet. Pets can provide companionship and help reduce feelings of isolation. If you have a pet, you'll know just how great they can be at making you feel less alone. I'd love to see a picture of your fur baby. Feel free to share on the Reverse Reset Restore Insta page or Facebook page. Number 11. Set goals and take initiative. Set achievable goals for yourself, whether they are social or personal. Taking initiative to reach out to others or explore new activities can help counter loneliness. Number 12. Limit negative self-talk. Challenge negative thoughts about yourself or your social interactions. Replace self-criticism with more positive and constructive self-talk. I think loneliness is exacerbated by the way we speak or think about ourselves. Shifting the language you use and the way you self-talk will have a positive influence in other areas of your life. And the more you build yourself up, the less room there is for loneliness to fester. Number 13, explore self-discovery. Use periods of loneliness as an opportunity for self-discovery and personal growth. Reflect on your values, interests, and aspirations. Number 14, support groups. Consider joining a support group focused on topics like loneliness or mental health or shared interests. These groups provide a safe space to connect with others who may be experiencing similar feelings. And number 15, travel and explore new places. If possible, go traveling, explore new places, new locations. Travel can be a great way to meet people from different backgrounds and cultures. It's important to note that overcoming loneliness can be a gradual process and it may require trying several strategies to find what works best for you. Don't give up and don't hesitate to seek professional help if loneliness is causing significant distress or impacting your mental or physical well-being. You are worth the time, money and effort to find your place in this world, your place within yourself. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that you found this episode helpful. If you know someone in your life that may be battling in the area of feeling alone, this might be a great resource to encourage and inspire them to know they're not alone in their feelings of loneliness and that they can be proactive in changing their circumstances. Overcoming loneliness is a challenge. I'm not going to pretend it's not, but it is doable. It can be painful when you are in the thick of it, but it also gives us an opportunity that most of us miss. And that opportunity is for us to learn how to connect to ourselves. Becoming self-reliant and loving with the one person we spend this lifetime with, ourselves. There is something powerful when you understand that nobody else can make you whole or worthwhile or enough. You already are beautiful, powerful, and a miracle. Loneliness can create pain, but it can also create resilience and a deeper connection to who we are. As Mandy Hale puts it, 
If you learn to really sit with loneliness and embrace it for the gift that it is, an opportunity to get to know you, to learn how strong you really are, to depend on no one but you for your happiness, you will realize that a little loneliness goes a long way in creating a richer, deeper, more vibrant and colorful you.